Well, 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 looks like Pitt football is back in the transfer portal. Markin Carter Johnson is the next man to step through the doors down at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. We will talk about him, his impact on the tight end room, what the scouting report is, his journey to where it is now, and how this affects the offense that Frank Signetti may want to run. It's all coming up here today on this episode of Locked on Pitt. Our Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast everybody if you are watching this on youtube make sure to like comment subscribe if you are listening to this make sure to leave a review do all of those great things folks but today we have a lot to talk about lots going on in the land of pit athletics but specifically pit getting a big commitment in the tight end room we have been talking about this potentially happening for a while now that pit could potentially look to get another tight end in the portal, it has been a need for them. They lost Lucas Crawl, Kmar Mims, then transfers out of the program, and he might have been the tight end to heading into the year. And, well, now you get the tight end you would want behind Gavin Bartholomew. And so this is what Carter Johnson is going to come in and bring, right? That depth that you really need. So look at the tight end room. Before this transfer, did Kai Wright, who really, I mean, this far into his career is a complete question mark, was the tight end two a little while ago, two seasons ago, has dealt with a bevy of injuries, including this past spring where he was injured and didn't play much. So do you know that much about him? Do you have the confidence in him? I don't know. A lot of young guys, Jake Renda, Cole Mitchell, is there as well, but those two guys are young and unproven and maybe aren't ready just yet. You have Trevor Falker, the Air Force transfer, but he's a walk-on. So you don't really have much here in this room, right? It's a lot of maybes, but you don't have that true and blue guy that you're feeling great about. And so really what you're doing is now... You're bringing in Carter Johnson, who is a guy that could potentially bring a different dimension to this room. Now, let's be real. There are some question marks about the resume, right? Was a defensive tackle, a four-star defensive tackle that went to TCU, then transferred to Butler Community College, slimmed down about 75 pounds. From 303 down to about 230 now, up to 245 right now. That's his playing weight at this point. To where he is now a 245-pound tight end. So a very green guy who has only played two years at tight end in terms of college level. And it's down at the Juco area. So this is always a route that can be great for your team or bad for your team. Because the Juco market creates some great players that can go to the NFL. But other times, you can completely bust out on this. So, watching Johnson's tape, I was kind of curious to see 
what you could see. Now, there's not everything you can see, right? Because it is, after all, just a highlight tape on Huddle. So let me pre-register that. It's just a highlight tape on Huddle, so you're only going to see the good. But there are some things that I want to see out of that tape. And it's kind of the functional things. Okay, what's his athleticism? How does he change direction? Uh, how's his usage specifically? And I think this is something that's really important. What's his usage like? And I think this is a big reason why they brought him on. He was used in so many different areas in just a short clip. It was about four minutes long of highlights. Not overly long. And you saw him multiple times lined up flexed out in line as an H-back, as a fullback. He played about everywhere you could have for a tight end. Was the end man on the line of scrimmage in a two-stack set in 12 personnel? He played just about everywhere. And he did just about everything. But because he was moved around so much, you got to see a lot of different routes. So his route tree, I thought, was pretty expansive. Again, that four-minute video ran a lot of seam routes. Ran corner routes, flag routes, whatever you might want to call those. Ran mesh routes over the middle. Ran a lot of different routes. Ran some posts. Ran some curls. Ran hitches. Did kind of everything across the spectrum. Ran a really wide array of routes. So that's good. He has a very developed route tree. Looks like a pretty good athlete. I don't think he's super fast, but I think he definitely is fast enough. I think he's got really good athleticism laterally. I think he's a pretty quick guy, and I think he's a pretty strongly built guy. Uh, he's very wide in the lower body. So he's going to be a strong guy. It's going to be tough to tackle. You could see that on his tape. Again, it was just highlights, but you could see that he had that lower body strength both in after-the-catch situations and in his blocking. That's really where he gets his power from, his lower base. When he's blocking, has a mean streak to him. Now, I can't get into the nitty-gritty of hand usage and all of this stuff, leverage. I can't give you a complete spectrum overview of that. I can't give you a complete spectrum overview of his route running. But those basic things, you know, decent athlete, pretty quick. He's physical. He's got a great build for the position. This is a guy that's versatile and can do so many different things on the football field. That's a lot of good things you really like about him. It's hard not to like that about him, actually, because you don't find guys that can honestly play all those spots very often. Because I think his versatility is going to be the big part of this entire thing. Because he can play so many different spots, you're going to be able to do a lot of different things and mix and match and do a lot of different things. And I have a specific comparison I want to make to him in terms of usage, because I think this is a very kind of realistic type of goal. Now he might not be as good as this person, but we're going to discuss this because I think that he's got the potential to be used in a very similar fashion. But first let me let you know about built bar because folks built bar is rolling out their brand new brownie batter 
puffs. You might love brownies and you can love the brownie batter too. You might want to eat it all off that spatula whenever you're making and baking that brownies and you can get all of it, but you can get protein out of it too with Built Bar's brownie batter puffs. Folks, brownie batter puffs are part of the puffs because those are great marshmallowy protein bars. They have a delicious flavor. Great, great texture. It feels like you're on cloud nine and it's covered in 100% real chocolate with only 140 calories, but 17 grams of protein. Brownie batter puffs have everything you could look for in a healthy protein bar and they taste fantastic. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. We're talking about Carter Johnson and his commit to the Pit football program. And I watched his tape and the way he was used and his athleticism, not maybe not to this degree, but to a similar area. And then I thought about Frank Signetti and guys that he has used like this. And the one thing that I was reminded of was, wait a minute. Pitt had a guy like this. If you remember, back in the days when Frank Signetti used to be offense coordinator, and now he's back, they had a guy named Doran Dickerson that did kind of all of this. Dickerson was a fullback that could run a 4-4, though. He was a wide receiver as well, but he was a fullback, a tight end, an H-back. He did it all. And that was what made Doran Dickerson such a special player. Because Doran did everything. But he was a supreme athlete. He ran a 4-4. He was unbelievable and ran great routes and had great hands. It was so tough to bring down. And that's just a stylistic usage comparison. I think we could see a, a very similar type of role for Carter Johnson. Right, used as an H back. Okay, you're going to block on split zone, and we know how much Frankston A runs zone runs. Now he runs a lot of wide zone, and Johnson's certainly the athlete in space to go up there and arc block. And you're going to have to do that where you arc round and try to block that backside backer, and that's going to be something that you're going to ask him to do. Even front side, he can go up and get that wheel in a three three five stack. So trust that. I think that you're going to see the athleticism in space really pop when he's blocking too. And and that's going to be something that's going to be very key for him, I think, kind of in that H-back role, right? Where he's going to be asked to pull over and, and wham and kick out. He's going to be asked to do a lot of those different things in this offense. And I think he can do all of those things. So I think that's coming. I think you can use him in line and, and he's a seam buster. I think he's got that athleticism combo. Now he's a little smaller for some traditional tight ends. Not that he's super small, but six foot two. Oh, he's not six five. He's not six six. But he's athletic enough to bust the seam, and he's tough. You can tell that he is a tough dude. So he's gonna be a guy that maybe you can run up the seam and, and get some balls up the seam to. I wouldn't. I really would not say that is unlikely. I think that you could absolutely see that happen. 
And I think he can work in that role. And again, he can work in so many different areas. You know, has that expansive route tree. Not that you're going to run it a ton, but 12 personnel now, which is so huge in the Frank Signetti offense. And I really want to emphasize this. You run a lot of 12 personnel in these pro-style schemes because of the matchups you can kind of dictate. So if you're going to run a 3-3-5 on you, right, but maybe they feel like they have, you know, Carter Johnson and Gavin Bartholomew, and maybe they like someone else, like, say, a Kai Wright enough or Cole Mitchell or Jake Renda, and they say, okay, we actually like this tight end room we have. But we want to be able to go heavy when we want, right? So we want to be able to go 12, 13 personnel, and we want to be able to dictate matchups. And I think that's the power of 12 personnel is that you are able to kind of dictate matchups and, and mix and match around and create different types of mismatches. And you get guys like Bartholomew, and you get maybe guys with the potential of Johnson as that athletic combo, and you can really do a lot of different things. And that's one of the big things with the wide zone scheme, too, is because you can open up the play action game. You can run a lot of different plays out of the same look. And that's always been what this has been about, right? It's always been about, okay, how can we fold the defense? How can we take that away? And 12 personnel in Frank's and scheme is big. And so you're able to use a guy like Carter Johnson in so many different ways that you're going to be able to essentially mix and match your personnel groupings and attack defenses kind of however you want. And I think that is going to also help strengthen the offensive game. If you're trying to make it a little easier on, say, Keaton Slovis, well, what you're going to do is you're 100% going to take a guy like Carter Johnson, the guy like Gavin Bartholomew, and you're going to use your tight ends to dictate matchups, change formations, maybe do some pre-snap motion, and say, we are going to get you into really tough spots and really tough areas, and we're going to make sure that you aren't going to be able to match our size or our physicality or whatever they don't want them to match, Right? If, if you think you maybe have more shiftiness and that's what you want to flex, you'll probably go more three wide, maybe even four wide, depending on how you feel about the rest of your unit. But Frank Signetti's scheme has always been about how can I get the ball to my star players the easiest? And mixing and matching personnel based on the different types of matchups you can create with these personnel groupings has been a big-time part of that. There's no doubt about that. That's always been a big part of his scheme and its strengths. So to me, as far as, you know, I'm looking at it, right? You have to get Carter Johnson in there as that tight end too to try and dictate the matchups based on whoever you're playing. And so it gives you a lot more flexibility. And so again, I think Carter Johnson can have a type of similar role to a guy like a Doran Dickerson. Again, not perfectly akin to that because Doran was such a freak athlete, and I don't think Carter Johnson's to that level. And, and you know, what Doran was able to do was unbelievable. I don't think Carter Johnson's to that level. 
But I do think he has that versatility factor to him to where he can kind of slot in there in a similar type of role. I think that's very important to know. Because I think that's what you're going to get in a guy like Carter Johnson. Now, we'll see. I think you can get a really tough guy, a gritty guy down in the red zone, and you can kind of use play action and do different things. And I think you're going to be able to trust him to make some key blocks. But I'd like what he brings to the table. I do like what he brings to the table. We'll talk about the transfer portal, though. Is Pitt done there? Maybe are they even done in the tight end room? We'll talk about that. But first, let me let you know about Rock Auto because, folks, with the ever-number increasing of makes and models, it's now possible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So you don't have to endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand the warehouse happens to carry. You have the computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. You don't have to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they bring everything from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, and more. Folks, you can explore the website for whatever you may need. Just go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there, how did you hear about us, Bucks? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. to the Locked On Pit Podcast, and let's talk a little bit about the transfer portal because Pitt right now has had a number of people into this kind of fray from the transfer portal. Carter Johnson, the latest of them, Kanate Mumpfield, Keaton Slovis, obviously a huge one there. They've had a number of guys, the linebacker room, Shane Simon, Tyler Wiltz, so they've used the portal a lot. And the, the transfer portal has been something that Pitts used to really strengthen the scheme that they have and, and strengthen the personnel groupings. They have been very active on the transfer portal. And now they have enough room to still potentially go and do other things, right? They could go out and get another linebacker. They could add a corner. They could add another receiver. They could add a running back. They could add wherever. They have enough scholarships, but they have the flexibility to add best player available. And I think that's kind of what Pat Narduzzi's done all year. You know, now, yeah, they've targeted some needs. Linebacker obviously needed a boost, and so they have boosted the linebacker. Tight Ed needed a boost. But really, when you looked when Pitt got Kanade Mumfield, it wasn't necessarily... 100% on board that you needed that to happen. It was just so happened that a stud in Kanani Mumfield was out there. And so you went out and got him. There's been other guys that they've been interested in that they've taken shots at, at positions where maybe you don't jump out right away and say, Oh, they, they need that. Maybe they don't. Well, that player's talented enough. So you're just going to take the best talented player. available. I think that's what Pitt might be looking to do a little bit on the portal still. Now, I think that there are some positions they could still look at. 
I think that they could look to add another receiver. Now, they clearly loved Bob Means, and so they added him. They loved what he brought to the table. I don't think that was related to anything Jordan Addison-wise. I think that they thought Bud Means was a really good football player, and so they went out and got him. They find another receiver they really like. I don't see why they wouldn't go out and get another one. I I would say offensive line is is very is looking very good right now. But hey, it could obviously happen still. You could even add a little bit more to a linebacker room if you wanted to. Corner could use another ad if they really find a corner they like. Safety, especially free safety. But I'll say this, I think tight end could still be an area where they add someone else. Right? Being too deep is good. But what if you went three deep? There are probably enough tight ends out there where you could look at them and take a chance on them, right? I think Pitt is not in a position right now to go out and completely disregard all tight ends. I think Carter Johnson's good. I like what they brought there. I always Gavin Bartholomew was the tight end one. But I also don't know what's behind those two. Very similar case to last year where you didn't know. So if they are done, it's okay. But if you have another tight end that you can maybe go out and get to bolster the group even more, why not, right? If you think you have another guy you like enough to say, yeah, we can definitely add this guy, and, and maybe we could even go some three wide receiver sets every now and then and do it. I think tight end is definitely an area where Pitt could use another guy to maybe go three tight ends at times to go into that real jumbo set. I'm not sure they have that guy on the roster right now. So you could add someone like that, more of a pure blocker potentially. You could also add just a pure athlete, right? And you could add a guy that is really just a glorified receiver, kind of a crawl-esque guy that doesn't block a ton. You could add someone like that to this room and get them and be okay because you'd be like, okay, you kind of a mismatch type of player that could do a lot of different things for you. So what does that say? I think that that says a lot of different things. But I really think it says that I, I think Pitt shouldn't be just sitting here and saying this tight end room's complete. I think if there is room to improve this tight end room, if there's room to to kind of fill out the rest of the room and get everything in order and, and say you have another option to add a third guy to this room, I think you should do it. And that's really for the rest of the roster too, right? You have another corner you think that can crack that top four, do it. You have a safety that can potentially crack one of the top spots there, do it. You have a linebacker that you really like, go do it. Get another wide receiver, sure. And no position, you know, if, if you, a quarterback even, right? You have Patty, Slovis, and Yarnell, but you only have three scholarship guys. So you could add another quarterback, probably a younger guy, but you could add another quarterback too to the room. So there's a lot of different areas I think Pitt could look at to potentially add here to the team. Again, I think it's a really good team all around, and I'm kind of poking holes and 
very specific areas, very deep down the depth chart and not necessarily right there. But here's the thing. I really look at it all and say, Pitt right now has a really good roster, and they've done it largely through acquisition of talent and developing them. And then when they have used the portal, they've just added really good players. Uh, oftentimes, not even at true positions of need at times. They just looked at the portal and said, we have a scholarship open, and we think this guy's really good, and we'll take him. That's the right way to do it. I think that's largely the right way to do it. Yes, you should target for needs at times, but you shouldn't force that issue. If a very talented receiver wants to come, and maybe you have a need at tight end, but that tight end isn't going to be as great, I'd take probably the receiver. But Pitt now, I think, has enough scholarships. They have about three scholarships left to kind of mix and match with what they do. And if they see another talented guy, they can go out and get him. Even in this tight end room, I think that they can look at it and potentially add someone else. All right, folks, as always, thanks for listening to the Locked on Pit Podcast. We'll talk about Greg Elliott and Seku Jawara tomorrow. We'll do all of that. We'll discuss it, where this pit men's basketball team is going and what you should think about the direction of it. Folks, as always, thanks for listening. And as always, hail to Pitt.